On today's federal newscast, two new bills could protect federal employees' health insurance during future government shutdowns. Officials from Veterans Affairs look to assure lawmakers they're ready for the VA Mission Act. And agencies now have another option for protecting valuable data assets. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Today's episode of the Federal Newscast, I'm your host, Eric White. A bipartisan, bicameral group of lawmakers introduced two new bills to ensure federal employees do not lose insurance benefits during future government shutdowns. One bill would allow federal employees who have a qualifying life event to immediately enroll their dependents into the Federal Employee Health Benefits Program during a shutdown. The other bill would ensure federal employees' dental and vision insurance continues even if a shutdown lasts longer than two or three pay periods. Health and Human Services Inspector General Daniel Levinson submits his resignation. He'll remain on the job until May 31st. Principal Deputy Inspector General Joanne Kiedi will serve as acting IG starting June 1st. HHS Secretary Alex Azar commended Levinson for his role in responding to emerging challenges such as the ongoing opioid crisis. The Government Accountability Office says the Veterans Affairs Department will fail in its efforts to stand up a new electronic health record unless it sets up a joint governance structure with the Defense Department. GAO says both departments need a plan on how to resolve disagreements between the two during EHR modernization. GAO and Congress have been pushing VA and the Pentagon to determine a path forward for the Interagency Program Office. Neither Congress nor DOD or VA have said the Interagency Program Office is working the way it's supposed to. House lawmakers suggest VA postpone the implementation of the Mission Act, but the agency says it does not need more time to consolidate its community care programs or develop a tool to support VA providers with the new process. Officials are confident they'll meet the June 6 deadline. That's in stark contrast to the assessment from the U.S. Digital Service. USDS says VA should stop development of a decision support tool and reassess its approach. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross's absence at a fiscal 2020 budget hearing struck a nerve with Senator Gene Shaheen. As ranking member of the Senate Appropriations Subcommittee on Commerce, Justice, Science and Related Agencies, Shaheen says she was extremely disappointed Ross declined to appear before lawmakers even after they reached out to his office to coordinate with his schedule. Shaheen says the administration's budget request falls $2 billion short of what Ross previously told lawmakers the decennial count would need for 2020. OPM gives agencies the go-ahead to make it easier to hire technology experts. Federal News Network's Jason Miller explains. Agency chief information officers can now use direct hire authority to bring on technology expertise. A new and final rule from the Office of Personnel Management authorized this policy as required under the CIO Authority's executive order from October. OPM says it made no changes to the proposed rule that lets agencies hire people in the 2210 series for up to four years without traditional competition. A few commenters were concerned about the potential abuse of the direct hire authority, so OPM says it will establish a unique authority code to assist them in monitoring each agency's use of this new tool. I'm Jason Miller. 
Defense agencies will no longer have to notify Congress or create a written determination if they plan to issue a sole source task order worth more than $112 million due to exceptional circumstances. DOD's final rule says these requirements in the federal acquisition regulations do not apply to the military. Congress made minor changes to the provision in the 2019 Defense Authorization Bill, which opened up the opportunity for DOD to review whether it had to abide by the FAR policy. Monday's slew of proposed FAR rules include giving an advantage to defense contractors who employ disabled workers. The original project was established in 2004, but defense agencies have yet to take advantage of it. Public comments on the rule are due by May 31st. Agencies gain a new way to protect their most valuable data assets. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. The General Services Administration updates a product available under its Information Technology Schedule 70 contract. Highly Adaptive Cybersecurity Services, or HACS, now includes several services that weren't there under the previous version. Acting Assistant Commissioner Bill Zielinski says HACS, available as a special item number, gives agencies easier access to cybersecurity services necessary to large or complex systems with critical economic or national security data. I'm Tom Temin. The Senate Commerce Committee is now officially launching an investigation into the Boeing 737 MAX approval process. Committee Chair Senator Roger Wicker says whistleblowers have told the committee there was insufficient training and improper certification of Federal Aviation Administration aviation safety inspectors. He wants to know if these allegations are in any way connected to the issues with the aircraft, which led to the two crashes in Indonesia and Ethiopia. He asked for answers to the committee's inquiries by April 16th. The Air Force is redesigning some of its flight gear to better serve women pilots. The majority of gear used by pilots today is built off data from men in the 1960s. The Air Force is working with the Air Combat Command and its innovation hub, AFWorks, to come up with a solution. Pilot suits are made to fill with air during high levels of acceleration to prevent fainting. That feature may not work if the suit does not fit. Air Force Secretary Heather Wilson officially has a new job. The University of Texas Systems Board of Regents votes unanimously to appoint Wilson as the next president of the University of Texas at El Paso. She's expected to take the job in August. Wilson had previously announced her plans to leave the Pentagon in March when she told President Trump in a letter that she'd been chosen as the sole finalist for the position. Wilson expects to depart the Air Force at the end of May. The White House has not yet chosen a new secretary. After reports of mice, mold, and lead paint in on-base privatized housing, the Navy is conducting a month-long survey to gauge the satisfaction of residents. Congressional hearings on privatized housing found residents had few ways to directly communicate their concerns about dangerous housing conditions to military leadership. And Jason Posey, a former congressional staffer, gets 18 months in prison and will have to pay more than $700,000 for using charitable funds to pay for personal expenses and finance campaigns for his boss, former Congressman Steve Stockman. Stockman himself was sentenced back in November to 10 years in prison and had to pay more than a million dollars. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.